Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boys. Come on, boys. Crack open a pumpkin beer. Boys and girls, it's officially fall, and it's officially time for Big 12 play. That's right. The boys are back, and it's time for our weekly live show over here on Spotify Green Room. We're going live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. in God's time zone to talk about the Cats all football season long. And once we get to basketball season, we'll be doing our quick take, hot take episodes right here so we can get instant reactions for your midweek basketball games. I can't wait to talk about this game. I'm nervous. I've been all over the place. I know you all are excited to get in here and talk about the Cats as well. Um, It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a fun night as always. Uh, We will kind of just kind of stall for a little bit, let the room fill up. um, And then we will, you know, we'll start off putting a bow on that win versus Nevada. Then we're going to give the boneheads their chance to talk about, uh, to talk about, you know, the big game with the pokes. Uh, I'm excited. I think you all should be excited before we get it going. I do want to give a shout-out to the K-State women's volleyball team. They're riding an eight-game winning streak. They are going to be uh, taking on Baylor this weekend in Manhattan. It's going to be a massive one. Baylor's top-10 team there, the number two volleyball team in the Big 12. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a big weekend, very big weekend in K-State sports. Um, so, yeah, uh, an- another thing. Recruiting really starting to pick up. We have two pickups this week. I'm guessing anyone who isn't uh, in here live, they're going to be listening to this on the RSS feed. I think you're going to be getting another Georgia defensive back, Jordan Perry, another safety, I believe is going to be committing to K-State on Thursday. So uh, anyone listening to this on the RSS feed can make fun of me or they'll uh, already be celebrating another Georgia defensive back joining the Cats. So 
Uh, it, it's it's really it's been a while since there's been a better time to be a K State fan. So uh, I'm ready to get into it. I'm first going to call on my guy Grant. Grant, you and I have talked uh, every night this week. We've uh, we've been in contact quite a bit. Your nerves have been all over the map. So have I, mine. Where are you as we're sitting here on the first official day of fall uh, this Wednesday evening? Oh, brother. Well, I listened to the Alley Cats. Shout out to Ace, who's um, on the floor as well. And they kind of reiterated a lot of things that I felt about Oklahoma State myself. It just It's going to be a pretty even matchup. It's going to probably boil down to our quarterback play. Um, I mean, I'm definitely nervous. Definitely nervous. But the closer we get to the game, um, the better I, I begin to feel about it. I think that this team is pretty good. Um, you know, We've seen them play throughout the first three games, and there's a lot to like. I think this defense is really, really solid, and it's going to be hard to beat um, or to put a lot of points on them. I don't know how we're going to move the ball against Oklahoma State, but I think, you know, I have faith in our boys, particularly Deuce. Um, All he needs really is a little crease. So I feel good about it, and Oklahoma State is going to give us opportunity to to pass the ball. Like I said yesterday, we're just going to have to take advantage. So – I'm excited. It's it's good to be nervous again. Um, who knows what's going to happen, but it feels good to be this engaged. Um, it is early, but I'll take what I can get. It's fun. I mean, it's really back-to-back season. Well, actually, it's it's really been all three seasons during the climbing era you get this level of engagement. That first year, you know, it was that 3-0 start. Things didn't uh, go great after that, but you still got excited well, for some of these games. Last year, we were Arlington dreaming. We, we started off 4-0 in Big 12 play, so it is good to hey, get that. Hey, in 2019, 2019 I, honestly, we were dreaming of Arlington, too, because we were 6-2 and two at one point with losses to, you know, we had those Baylor, the Baylor-Okie State loss, but, you know, we were looking at possibly going to Texas and then hosting a really bad West Virginia team, and we were looking at a possible 8-2. and two. And obviously, it didn't work out that way. Texas kind of slipped away at the end, and then we blew – that West Virginia game and the rest is history. But, you know, a little over midway through that season, I was still like, we can do this. Arlington is in play. I, I mean, yeah. I was not, I was never at that point that season. Um, well, that's because you're so a bitch. I, so that's all that is. Okay. Well, faith. I'm going to now, the next time I have a lot of free time, I'm going to go back and listen to those 2019 shows. If you don't ever mention it, then I'm just going to get to punch you in the face. So we have receipts. That's the fun part about doing this show. We have a ton of receipts. So if, if, if I can't find you talking about possibly going to Arlington, uh, going into that Texas game, I get to punch you in the face. Is that a deal? No, obviously not a deal. But I don't, mean, I don't know how you could look back on that season and after we, you know, we beat OU, we're 5-2, and two, and then we go and smoke less after the who is K-State thing. I mean, that, that's Six fine. I'm two. just saying we – we have the Delete. receipts. For what? We have the receipts. That we weren't that the receipts that I wasn't engaged after being six and two. I wasn't saying engaged. You were specifically talking about how you were dreaming of Arlington. Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe I didn't specifically say we're going to Arlington, but I I don't think that I need to do any more splitting hairs. All I'm saying is twenty nineteen, we were engaged basically throughout that whole time. So it was great. But Yes, I agree. I said all three years. Okay. But you did not play the middle part of the season. So that's all I'm saying. I won't quit. 
All right. Oh, well, wait, there we go. Andre, but I do uh, have to do some continuing education. So I'm going to stay on and listen. Okay. We're going to get into it. Um, we are going to just start off. We're going to let everyone get a chance to put a bow on that uh, game versus the Nevada Wolfpack. And then uh, we will move on. And then you also can make fun of Grant and I bickering like an old married couple if you want to as well. Uh, we're going to start with Chef Andre. Chef, it's been a while since you've been on the, on here. We've missed you. Put a bow on that Nevada game and comment on like- anything you'd like to. How's, how's my mic sound? Do I sound all right? You sound good, my man. Okay. Well, I'm glad to be back. Um, the last two weeks, I mean, they've been eventful. Still 3-0. and You know, we're still undefeated, so happy about that. I was a little cardiac cat with uh, with the 17 to all, but Deuce coming big on second and 10. I mean, what a clutch play. He's elite. Um, you guys' shows have been, I mean, top echelon, so I've been – keeping up with everything. Um, you guys are great, but I don't remember uh, dreaming of Arlington, Arlington until last year. That was the b- birth of that saying when we're 4-1, and 4-0 in the conference. I think that was the birth of it. So I think I side with you, Scott. Well, that, and that's fine. I, again, I, I'm going to go back, and we're going to see if Grant ever mentioned it. But that, that he is 100% right. We've been in, in the climbing era. There has never been a season where – you're not engaged. Yes, shit hit the fan last year, um, but you know you've been engaged in the entire climbing era, which uh, is 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 a baseline, but it is fun to feel. Oh, for sure. I mean, top twenty fives every year. I mean, you can't ask for for Kansas State. I mean, you can't ask for it to be any better than that. Whether we finish down the stretch or not, I mean, I think the first year, two thousand nineteen, I thought that was a excellent year eight and four you can't ask for a better year than that last year covid all that i think we're gonna finish freaking strong this year and it's it's gonna be a pretty elite run yeah i i could say you could ask for better but i'm not ever going to turn my nose up at an eight and four season uh even the way this season's gone i'm not i'm not going to turn my nose up on it i'm not taking it i i'm not i'm not signing up for anything less than 10 and 2 until that's off the table so We'll move on. We'll come back to Chef. It's always good to get Chef back. Uh, guy who's becoming a staple during these in-season live shows, my guy, Aaron. Aaron, give me your final take on Nevada and anything else you want to, uh, you know, on your plate, anything K-State related before you we come back to you to start talking Oklahoma State. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. So I think uh, we talked about it a little bit, you know, last week on the show, uh, relying on the defense to win a game. You know, T. Denson with the big interception um, really felt confident in our defense uh, the entire day against a, you know, a talented quarterback. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, good to see us change it up a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the tight end down the middle, the, the running game, the different formations, still got a little bit conservative in the second half, but I do feel like the offense is – is showing signs of life. Uh, very encouraging going into a Big 12. No, I, I'm right there with you. I uh, It's fun. To, everyone loves seeing big-time offense, but there's something to be said about having a defense that anytime you roll the ball out there, you have confidence that they can get you stops and big plays. So I'm right there with you. My guy, Joel. Joel, uh, let me know where your head's at put a bow on the Nevada game or talk about anything else K-State related before we uh, come back to you talk Oklahoma State. Um, yeah, I just want to start out and say that argument had me feeling like I was in 
the backseat of my friend's car and he's getting yelled at by his mom. It was that kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but yeah, all I really got to say is I feel really bad for whoever drafts that Carson Strong guy first overall. He is not all that he was chalked. I'll be interested to see what his NFL career looks like. I'm not willing to go that far because I think he made quite a few plays that uh, are NFL caliber. Um, I think that if, if, if you give him a Big 12 caliber offensive line and some better coaching, I think he puts up big numbers. But I, I'll, I'll keep that in the back of my head. We'll do a live show during the draft uh, like we did this past year. And we'll see where Carson Strong goes. But uh, he, he didn't make a ton of plays. I think Grant is probably in the same boat as you, though, Joel. I was a little underwhelmed, but I will say that one thing we absolutely want is for Carson Strong to basically hit the ground running or continue playing at a high level for the rest of the year. I mean, it's only going to look good for us. Um, I think he's obviously an NFL talent. His arm was unreal. And some of the, especially on the rewatches, some of those passes were. Pretty outrageous. I mean, the window he squeezed him in, were, it was really impressive. So hopefully he thrives the rest of the season and he just looked like average against us because we're so good. I'm right there with you. We're going to Cali, Mike. Mike, I'm sure the entire Bay Area is just buzzing with Stanford, you know, starting, you know, Pac-12 play strong and thinking, man, we lost to an eventual national champion in Kansas State. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I can't say you're wrong. Um, I, you know, I think it's dominating the sports pages out here. Uh, I, everywhere I look is just Stanford, Stanford, Stanford. I, I don't even know what to do with it. Um, but I gotta say, uh, following that Nevada game, um, you know, it's kind of interesting when you look at the score, you know, it looks like we totally trounced them, but I was still, you know, pacing around the living room, nervous that whole game. Uh, and that invariably happening happens to me every K-State game. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of nerve-wracking. Um, but I got to follow up with what Joel said and sort of Grant kind of touched on it. You know, I think we're getting into this realm of thinking that these players are not as good as they're chalked up to be. But the truth is, let's just give some props to K-State for making him look weak and uh, normal. Maybe that's what's happening here. K-State has the sauce, and, you know, we're just making these guys look like pedestrians. No, I, I think there's a lot more truth to that than I think some K-State fans want to believe. We're going to my guy, Ace of Aggieville Alley Cats. Ace, put a bow on that Nevada game for us. The Nevada game was a game that a lot of people were worried about, and they had a good right to be because I still think – Nevada is a good team whenever Jay Norvell isn't throwing a baby fit because the student section is being mean to him, among other things. But I, it's a very good win for the Cats, and I think it sets itself very well going in with a lot of momentum against a, an Oklahoma State team that is literally just us. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm, I can't wait to listen to your guys' preview show. It's been a busy day. Even my podcast addiction has had to take a backseat to some work, so can't wait to hear you guys break that game down. Going to my guy, Chris. Chris, who I think is probably getting up there top three when it comes to live shows, uh, dialing in. Chris, put a bow on the Nevada game, and then also tell me, who would you take, Will Howard or Spencer Sanders? We'll just kind of get that portion of the live show out of the way as well. 
Yeah, um, good to be back on here. Um, first of all, I'm going to own, own up to my bad prediction last week. Um, I won't be bringing that small dick energy this week. I'm bringing big dick energy to the uh, today's show. So that's what we want to hear, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I'm I'm feeling optimistic. The Nevada game uh, put to rest some concerns. Not that there there still are a few concerns, but um, I was pleased. Um, and I'm glad we were able to grind it out in the fourth quarter. So that was that was really good. Um, and I guess so. We'll do the quarterback prediction. Um, I was thinking about this today. It, it's tough um, between Will Howard and uh, Spencer Sanders. Um, uh, if it was Skyler, I'd take Skyler. Uh, but I think I'm going to take uh, Sanders mainly because he has had explosive games in the past. And whereas Will, he's his best game has probably been a like a pretty average game. So he hasn't had an explosive game yet. And so until I see an explosive game from Will, um, I got to take Spencer. I was actually thinking about this the other day. And again, recruiting profile is a little different because I think Spencer Sanders was a four star. He was one of the top dual threat quarterbacks in his year. And Will had some good offers. I'm not trying to take away from his recruiting uh, pedif- or pedigree. But I, I think Spencer Sanders is just, you know, the amplified Will Howard. You know, Will Howard, he can make some mistakes. We've seen him turn the ball over. But Spencer Sanders will go, like, just full, you know, fuck it mode and, uh, you know, be, be turning the ball over like crazy in just wild uh, moments. And, you know, he, he's a dangerous guy on his feet. So is Will Howard. So I think that, you know, Will Howard is kind of the uh, – inside the standard deviation of Spencer Sanders. I think they're actually a closer comparison than I probably would have originally thought. I'm sure some people are listening saying, Scott, that's stupid, but that's where I'm at. We'll move on to Nick. Nick, glad to see you back. Uh, Put a bow on the Nevada game and anything else K-State-wise you want to talk about before we start talking Oklahoma State. Yeah, thanks for – can you hear me, by the way? Yep, I got you. And, hey, awesome. just just so you know, everyone, if if you come in and I can't hear you, people know I'll, I'll hit you with the mute. I'll take you off. I'll give you a chance to come back. But uh, if I can't hear you, I'm just going to kick you out. So you, you're coming through clear to me, my man. Awesome. Well, I'm on my way home, on my way home from work. But uh, I was unable to uh, watch the game. Unfortunately, I had my military obligation this past weekend. But I had my cousin – he goes to the he goes to the games every year, and uh, he one thing that worried me was how Will respond. And he said uh, basically he minimized mistakes, which was pleased. I was pleased to hear about that. So um, and then just the defense showing up and Deuce and Joe Irvin uh, coming out of the shell and being explosive. So uh, pretty excited going to ne- going into next week. And um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to hopefully. We'll see uh, a K-State victory in uh, Oki. Yeah, I- I'm looking forward to it. Also, you know what? Shame on the military. It's Fort Riley Day. You should have been able to just go in uniform to that and fulfill any sort of military obligations. Yeah, it's a little bit different with active duty versus National Guard. So, and that's well, I mean, well, I mean I'm, just, I'm just trying to find a way to get you to be able to go to the game, even if you're on duty. So, I don't know the intricacies. I, oh, just, yeah. I just think you should have gotten I'll, to go. I appreciate that. I'll let you uh, send up a letter to my boss. I, I actually have a conference call with Joe Biden later, so I'll just uh, I'll just have him do an executive order. 
Gallup. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I could trick him into that. All right, and then we're going to go to Joey. And uh, Joey, you're you're out in Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how upset are Colorado State fans that they're not going to be in the Big 12 and then give me any sort of Nevada final take before we move on? I'm going to be honest. There's really not a whole lot of chirping from Colorado State fans. They're not – I mean, CU kind of became less engaged when they left for the Pac-12. I would say the same for Colorado State fans. In general, they're not a super loud fan base, but, hey, for whatever it's worth – um, you know, they've been quiet. So that's been, that's been kind of nice. But as far as Nevada is concerned, I, I'm, what a game, like 1738. That was wonderful to get the Fetty Wap uh, throwback there. Um, ultimately it was just, I was super stoked with the game. Uh, Mike, you sh- shout out to the sauce, uh, sauce boss there. Just wonderful stuff all around. Yeah. I know what's kind of funny is I think there's like a pretty, decent sized segment of K-State fans that were more invested in trying to get Colorado State into the Big 12 than there were Colorado State fans actively campaigning for it. So uh, it's interesting you said that because, again, you know, you saw fan bases from all over the country, uh, you know, getting trying to get involved on Twitter. Colorado State was one of the ones you didn't see. So your uh, statement there kind of backed a hypothesis I've been working on. But we'll worry about that another time. I think during the bye week, I'm going to partner up with Philip Slavin of the 1012 podcast to do a full on new Big 12 podcast uh, or a look at the new Big 12 podcast episode, not a brand new show. So let's move on to it, though. We're always going to start with what are you feeling confident in going into this game? Actually, I don't know if we always start that way, but that's what we're starting today. So we're going to start with the good chef, Andre Napier, chef. Tell me the one thing that you are most confident in coming to this game on Saturday. Oh, well, I'm I'm actually pretty confident in our defensive backs. I mean, they're down a couple receivers. I don't know if they're coming back from health uh, concerns or anything like that. But um, I think our defensive backs are going to be able to pretty much have their way with their receivers, especially with Spencer Sanders being so instant, inconsistent passing the ball. Um, whether we're going to be able to – play five defensive backs like we usually do or we're going to have Ryan Hennington or Wayne Jones in there because they're going to try to round the ball but I think putting our corners on an island I think we'll be fine yeah I'm right there with you I'd be fine with our outside guys going man-to-man the entire game um we'll go with Aaron Aaron what are where are you most confident yeah, most confidence got to be the secondary, you know, just to build on what Andre said. I, I think our depth at the secondary, um, you know, position is is tremendous this year. So it's got to be the secondary for me until uh, proven otherwise. Yeah, I think that's a good one that you can pencil in week in, week out until they have a game where you have to start questioning it. We'll go to Joel. Joel, where are you uh, confident? I got to say your boy, I know you don't like him. Elder had a pretty good game versus Nevada, so I think you got to give him a little bit of props. Yeah, I was out with him, and I, I told him uh, he had a good game again. He's he's had a good game the last two weeks, actually. Um, but the thing I'm most confident in is that we will win the fourth quarter. Uh, can't really tell you what's going to happen in the third or the rest of the game, but the fourth quarter we will win. I actually think that while sometimes, and I'm 100% included in this, I can get annoyed with some of the rotations they do. Um, I think that is a big reason why we do win the fourth quarter because our stars are super rested. 
We'll go to Cali Mike, Mike out in California. Tell me what you're most. Uh, I'm most confident that the racist cryberry crybaby Mike Gundy is going to be crying no matter what happens at the end of the game. But I'm predicting, you know, he's going to be crying over his loss. Basically, that's what I'm most. It really is wild that in 2021, where you see a lot of stuff go down, and I'm not going to say cancel culture. I'm not going to say any of that. But in a world in 2021. Uh, where, where a lot of that stuff happened, I guess it was 2020. The fact that Mike Gundy survived his summer without getting fired is just wild to me. I've said it for a while. I think he's on the hot seat. It, again, they ended up with a very bad 3-0 start, if you can have a bad 3-0 start. I still think that if conference play does not go well for Mike Gundy, this might be his last year. Uh, we'll go down to Ace. Ace, what are you most confident in going to this game I would say the thing that I'm definitely most confident about going into the game on Saturday is we're going to have to throw the ball a lot more. And depending on where you are on the spectrum, that's either a very good thing or a very bad thing. Um, But yeah, we're going to have to throw the ball more. Just 13 times will not do it. I got a request from Casey Railroader, who uh, is on this show, uh, saying that he wanted to hear everyone's total what total we needed to pass for will howard specifically to win the game so we might do a rapid fire before we get into things we're nervous about we'll go to chris though chris tell me what you're most confident in going into um i'm confident in our defense's confidence you can really see them they're really just getting after it and uh you can tell that they're confident within themselves uh, I mean, just look at that turnover. Everyone's throwing up the mob. We got an unsportsmanlike, but definitely worth it. I think uh, – and I know the coaches will probably get on them, but I think at the same time as as a coach, you got to be – you got to like that. They didn't do anything, like, terrible. They just were celebrating as a team, and uh, it wasn't like they were talking shit or getting in someone's face and something like that. So uh, I think a little bit of that swagger is – you have to have swagger on defense. Um and we haven't had swagger like this uh, on our defense in a while. So I think I think our boys are ready to play, and they're they're going to get after them. Um, and I think I think they'll feast on a depleted OSU wide receiver group um, if, in fact, they uh, if they're not back to full health. Yeah, I I'm hoping to get out there. It's a little bit up in the air, but I'm hoping to be there. I'm hoping to be on the sideline. And I'm hoping they come to the sideline to do all those celebrations instead of running to the end zone like they do in the NFL. I think uh, after doing enough digging, I'm thinking that is why they got it. It's because they ran down the field instead of off the field. Still think it's stupid. I think college should let them have a little bit more fun. We'll go to Nick. Nick, what are you feeling most confident in with this game? Uh, I feel confident in our defense, but specifically our secondary. Uh, after listening to the uh, primer this morning, and hearing about how the wide receivers are uh, injured and they're relying on freshmen, if not walk-ons. I have very much confidence in our secondary being able to not only pick off Spencer Sanders, but having a couple pick sixes. So I think they're going to, like Chris said, feast on the depleted wide receiver room and have I tell you what, if we get multiple pick sixes – I am going to I, – I, they're probably – it'll probably be a very long time. I'll have to really dig deep to find 
a game I'm happier with. We get two pick sixes. We'll we'll end this part with Joey. Joey, tell me what you're most confident. I think it's the defense for me. I mean, everybody else has said all that there is to say at nauseum, but um, I, I don't want to under I don't want to overstate like Carson Strong is a damn good quarterback, and I don't think that we should be saying he's overrated. We should take that with pride and and recognize what our defense was able to do this past week uh, and use that as additional ammunition for us, obviously chip on the shoulder, et cetera, et cetera. But I think our defense is great. And regardless of whether we have Khalid Duke or not, I think we've got enough pieces there to, to make it all click and, and make things look good there defensively. All right. So no one said anything that they're confident in the offense. So what I'm going to do is we're going to pose that question what number, when it comes to passing yards in this game, would it take for you to say, yes, I'm confident we're going to get a win? So we'll start with Chef. Chef, what sort of what, – what passing yardage, if you saw in the future, you'd say, yes, that's a win? Well, I mean, watching that Boise State game, they kind of got after the passer. So I think if we can establish the run early, I think we can get some late passing yards, like them starting to creep up into the box. So – 160. I think what was Will at 140 this past game? Uh, 140, 150. I think think 160, 150, somewhere around there. I think that's a good number for him because, I mean, what was it, two years ago or a year ago? I mean, two years ago, we were saying Skyler, his high was in the two high 270s. I mean, that's a lot for our offense. So if, if we get to the 175, 150 range right there, I'm super ecstatic. No turnovers with Will. Give me that all day. All right, Aaron, what sort of passing numbers uh, would, you, would you like to see like in the future and say, yes, that's a win? Sure. So for me, uh, I'm going to go a little different angle. I'd like to see us get 25 attempts. And what I mean by that is, for me, it's not the number of yards that is important. But the number of attempts, we've, we've got to keep an honest. 13 passing attempts, even as well as we ran the ball, I'd like to see that number north of a 25 passing attempt. All right, I like your spin on it. Joel, what would you like to see passing numbers-wise? That would make Yeah, I think all we need is like 123 yards. That's probably it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Mike? Uh, I'm going to say 100 because I'm going to back the uh, prediction of some non-offensive TDs. So we're not going to need as much passing. All right. Hey, I I think we can get 100 yards passing, so that should be obtainable. Uh, Ace, where are you at with this? I am not quite where Connor's at because Connor thinks that Will Howard will have a really big game. I I think all we really need – is a solid day like 165 two touchdowns and will howard contributes on the ground but just passing north of 165 with no major mistakes is what i'm aiming at you know maybe this is just kind of my hey don't don't lose it for us you don't have to win it for us but don't lose it for us mentality with will howard but if you told me he was going to throw for 165 yards and no turnovers every single game uh, that he starts in, maybe even for his K-State career. I mean, that's a little defeatist, but, I mean, I'd probably take it. Um, again, maybe I'll look stupid once he just blows up Oklahoma State and then he's, you know, on the Johnny Unitas award watch list next year. But I think I would take 165 with no turnovers for his entire career. 
Um, and I think that's mainly because, like a lot of you said, just very confident in the defense and running game. So we'll go to Chris. I, I thought oh, you were ahead. calling. I thought you were calling for the Byron Pringle, Skylar Thompson game. I mean, I I'm saying that. I mean, I have a whole like Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to pump out this uh, Twitter content. I'm trying to give the people what they want. I'm 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 basically a whore for the likes. I'm holding uh, so, you to that. So uh, I. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get engagement. But no, I mean, hell, if we have it, if we have, if if we have that kind of coming out game similar to what Skyler and Byron had with him and Malik, like we're definitely winning that game. So you know, sign me up. I'll take that as well. We'll go with Chris now. Yeah, I think um, if he puts up similar numbers like he did against Nevada, I think we'll be in good shape. Uh, I think he'll he'll have to throw more than what he did at Nevada uh, because I I. I, I believe that Oklahoma State will be better at stopping the run. I, I think that's probably like a 95% like percent chance that they will do a better job of stopping the run at Nevada because Nevada cannot stop the run. So um, I think you'll, if he can get to numbers already been thrown out there, 160, 175, I think he'll be in good shape. Um, and the thing I love about Will Howard, well, I guess I think what he's good at is – him running the ball. I don't think he, he's never going to blow you away with uh, passing numbers or passing yards. Um, I feel like most of the passes that he throws or what he's good at is when um, they're able to scheme it up and then he's able to hit someone open. And so uh, I think he's at his best when he's running the ball um, himself on some quarterback design runs. I mean, last year as a true freshman, he was getting a lot of yards on the ground. And he was a lot smaller then. He's bulked up some. Uh, so he should even be a more of a confident runner because he now has the ability to at least take hits and run some people. Hey, maybe he can be, you know, the baby Klein. You know, Colin had a weird passing motion uh, and all that type of stuff, and he was just a power runner. So, hey, maybe we're going to have, uh, you know, a Colin Klein type junior and senior season out of Will. Um, we'll go to Nick. Nick, what sort of passing numbers would you want to see to be confident in the win? Uh, probably at least 160 passing, if not 175 passing yards. But uh, it's just like Aaron was talking about earlier. He needs to pass more, at least 20 attempts to keep the defense honest. So, And then um, minimize the mistakes and uh, hopefully no interceptions. So that's that's kind of the, the recipe for Good deal. We'll go with Joey, and then just so everyone knows, we're going to reverse the order. We're going to come back to Joey, then Nick, then Chris for what we're most nervous in. So, Joey, first give me the passing numbers you would want to see and feel confident in a win, then tell me where you're most nervous coming into this game. I agree. I'd probably want to see over 160, uh, ideally with it being 175-ish passing yards. I think if you can get a couple of explosive plays similar to what we saw with uh, him throwing it over the middle to, to Bebe last game. Um, it, that, that, that number isn't totally uh, out of reach. Um, as far as what I'm nervous for, um, I think Philip Slavin was saying it on, on one of his podcasts, or it might've been when he, when he was on uh, Bosco's boys this morning, but um, I 
feel like it might end up being a Big Ten game where it's just defense against defense and our offense isn't able to get anything or make plays happen. I think that's probably my biggest concern because our offense has showed that they can be anemic with Will Howard, most specifically last year. Uh, not as much this year, uh, aside from from some flashes of that in the Southern Illinois game. But my biggest concern is that we're just going to have a defensive, grinded out LSU Alabama 9 to 6 2011 type of game. Um, and that we just have to rely on our defense to, to make it happen, which, you know, I have confidence, confidence in our defense, but it still makes me nervous. No, I hear you. Then we'll go to Nick. Nick, where are you most nervous? Um, man, nine to six. I'm going to jump back to Joey's nine to six. That was an awful, awful game to watch, man. That was horrible. But, uh, my, I guess I'm most nervous about is probably our special teams just because we haven't like haven't had the the kick return or the punt return for a touchdown yet like are we ever going to get one this season you know as we are I guess claimed to be the special teams you but we haven't we haven't done it yet like when is that going to happen so I guess that's my main concern is when is that going to be a spark for for the team and you know get us some non-offensive yeah and Kleiman has kind of called out the special teams and back-to-back midweek press conferences. So um, he's really starting to challenge them. So we'll see if they come through for us. Go to Chris. Chris, where are your nerves? Uh, What I'm probably most nervous about is um, possibly getting behind early. Um, I I think we'll be fine if we're just down one score. If we happen to get down two scores or like 10 points, uh, then you're going to have to throw the ball. Um, So uh, that worries me a little bit. And then, Probably also worried about um, their stud linebacker shutting down the run or them scheming up something to limit Deuce. I, I think eventually you're going to see defenses key on Deuce and be able to stop him more. As as high as I am on uh, Deuce, I think um, if we rely on the run too much, obviously they're going to find a way to bracket him and keep him contained. But um, So that's what I'm probably most worried about. All right, we'll go to Ace. Ace, where are your nerves? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not actually really that nervous about this game. the The biggest unit that gives me concern is their interior defensive line, because let's be honest. Every time we hear the words "good interior defensive line," we we kind of point our eyes towards two people and suddenly get very scared. But it's. I'm feeling surprising. I'm feeling much better about this game than I was feeling about the Nevada game. And I was feeling all right about the Nevada. All right. Well, hey, you're, you're one of the best uh, football minds I know. So I'll take that. And that you, you saying that makes me feel a little bit more confident. We'll go with Mike out in Cali. Mike, where, where are you most nervous? Uh, I'm most nervous for a third quarter letdown. And, um, it's not so much that, you know, I expect us to be shit in the third quarter. It's really just this pattern of the team having a slump at some point in the game. And I just feel like we can't do that week in and week out and expect to win. Uh, so, you know, we just have to be firing on all cylinders, as Kleiman says, for all four quarters. Yeah, no, I. It- I'm right there with you. I I think something has to be going on third quarter. I'm not quite sure what it is, Um, but hopefully this is the game. Hopefully we just blitz them coming out of halftime. 
We'll go out to Joel. Joel, where is your where are you most nervous for this game? Yeah, um, a little unconventional. I think what I'm most nervous for is just the fact that the game is in Stillwater, and not even like that their atmosphere is that great. Because two years ago when I was there, I didn't think it was that great. I think there's just something in the air down there that we literally always struggle. And uh, yeah, play this game anywhere else. I think we win nine out of ten times. Yeah, it, it is a weird place. I, I this will if I end up going, this will be my I think fourth football game there. Um, it, it is a weird place. The the stands being so close. Um, depending on where you are in, in that lower level, you can't even see the near side of the field. It, it's a very weird place to watch a football game. So I, I think there's some I think there's some truth there. We'll go to Aaron now. Aaron, where are you most nervous? Yeah, to build on Joel's point, uh, Will Howard on the road for a legitimate road Big 12 game, right? So, so the COVID year last year, you know, and he didn't get the full experience. Now he's going to be under the lights with the paddles. How is he going to react? We, we haven't seen it. Uh, that, that's probably what I'm uh, most nervous for. Yeah, I, I hear you there. Um, and I, I kind of came to that realization. I can't remember if it was during the Nevada post game show or recording that uh the preview episode but we come to the realization of okay uh we we've been talking all offseason about spencer sanders first real road game being versus us uh you didn't anticipate thinking will howard's first true road game was going to be at uh stillwater so um i think that's a good point and that's definitely probably where i'm most nervous we'll, we'll start or we'll end this one with chef before we get back to the good vibes chef where are you most nervous well, I think everybody pretty much covered basically all our weaknesses and whatever Oklahoma State can give us. But, I mean, what I'm looking forward to, not really looking forward to, hopefully we don't have to see it, but the depth at linebacker is probably the most shallow of any position on our team, like even offensive line or whatever. But once we get past Daniel and even Cody Fletcher, I think it's a severe drop-off. And I think Oklahoma State, has the potential of giving us the most plays that we'll see um, so far of the season. So if if we're out there a ton, can Daniel play most of the game, seeing a ton of snaps, and we might have to see our backup linebackers, and that kind of scares me. That's a good point, and I was having this conversation uh, in the DMs and a couple group chats. Chris Kleiman came in. And, you know, it was well talked about how uh, no scholarship running backs. It it was well talked about how, hey, you had some okay pieces on the one line, but no depth. Well, he really has built the depth over the last three years, almost everywhere on the field, except for linebacker. And I think you could maybe make an argument wide receiver because we've yet to really see them produce. Um, but it, but I think he's done a good job and just kind of brings back that question mark of, all right, the Eric Munoz transfer, the only linebacker coming in, kind of giving you, you know, scratching your head at this point. We, he hasn't even gotten in, I, I don't believe, yet this season. So it really does kind of make you question that decision. But again, they were nine out of 10 on the transfer portal. So I'm not going to be too harsh on them there. So let's get now to our pick to click. So give me the one player you think folks are going to walk away and say, wow, he had a great game. It can be your MVP pick, or it could be someone a little bit more under the radar who folks maybe aren't expecting a big game from, but you think is going to produce. We'll go back down to Joey. Joey, who is going to be your pick to click this week? 
Joey, you're on mute. All right, we're going to move to Nick. Nick, give me your pick to click. I think after last week with Will Howard and – I got to go with the sauce boss, man. I love watching him play. I love how he talks in those press conferences about – oh, shoot. No, hey, so Joey, you, you went, you you were kind of cutting in and out. You you bounced out. You're back, so you you have sauce, boss. Um, if you if you want to finish that off, go ahead. Yeah, can you can you hear me? Okay, this time. Yep, I got you. I, I think there was just some a, a delay there, so you're good. Yeah, I had a weird weak signal. Yeah, I'm going with the sauce boss. I love the way he plays. I think he had a great game last game and and against Stanford, honestly. I uh, just love the way that he talks in those press conferences. Like you can tell that that guy is playing with an edge that a lot of other people in the league may not be playing against, and we're going to need that next week. Definitely, I like it. I think that's actually like an underrated thing. I think Reggie might love playing on the road and having fans go against him. So, all right, now we'll get to Nick. Nick, uh, welcome back. Let's hear your pick to click. First off, uh, great recovery, Joey. That was awesome. Uh, Second, um, pick to click, I think it's a matter of baby. After him and Will Howard connected on that touchdown, I think he's going to finally realize that he's got some – potential talent to uh, do some explosive things. So he's not going to be my MVP, but I think he's going to have. I love it. All right, we'll go to Chris. Chris, who's going to be your uh, pick to click? You know, I'm going to go with uh, one of the receivers this game. I think there's going to be a a part in the game where we're going to have a huge catch and then uh, we'll roll from there. Let's just go with uh, Malik Knowles. I think. Uh, he's been quiet the last, ever since Will's come in. Um, I think he'll, him and uh, Will will finally get to it and have a connection. Yep, I, I said on Twitter I would love it to have a Will to Malik Knowles game similar to the Skyler to Byron game. Uh, Ace, who's going to be your pick to click? My pick to click is there – well, let, let's just say that the interior of Oklahoma State's offensive line is not that great. So – I hope Spencer Rat- – or not Spencer Rattler, Spencer Sanders is a, has a few breath mints because the center is going to be sitting on his face when Timmy Horn just absolutely ass-blasts the center. In- <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Also, way too many Spencers playing quarterback in the world. So, uh, hopefully people stop naming their sons Spencer, uh, especially if they're going to play quarterback. We'll go to Mike out in Cali. Cali, what's, uh, Cali Mike, what's your uh, pick Cliff? Uh, I'm going to go with Nate Matlack because he's basically now uh, on center stage with Khalid Duke going down. He's going to have to show up and blow up some uh, backfield run. I love it. I think I think uh, Nate is really going to get a chance to live up to all that preseason hype, and I think he's going to do it. We'll go to Joel. Joel, who's going to be your pick to click? Yeah, my underrated pick to click is going to be Dracadia Wright. It's beyond me that he's not getting any touches and we need to start giving them some before uh, before we lose. Yeah, I, I think I think there is a good point there. I, I want to be able to use them because uh, I know there's like all the memes and the jokes about how Will Howard was the best backup quarterback in America when Kleiman said it. I think Jarkadia Wright legitimately might be the best third string running back in America. So I would like to get him involved because there's going to be a point where there's going to be a game where either Deuce or Joe Irvin can't go. Um, because that's just the way it is with running back. So you need to keep him involved. You need to keep him engaged. So I hope we I hope we see a big game from him. We'll go to Aaron. Aaron, who's your pick to click? 
Yeah, so I'm going to go with the other Deuce, uh, Deuce Green. Daniel Green's been very solid this year, but I look for him to make a, a big play, whether it's an interception, a fumble recovery, uh, tracking down Spencer Sanders. Um, I think he's uh, primed uh, to have a big game this I love it. And then we'll go Andre, and then we'll, we'll double back with give me a key to V. So, Chef, give me your uh, pick to click and then your key to V. I think this is – the coming out party. We've all been waiting for it. Jax Deneen, the Seawolf, is going to finally get in the end zone. We finally got him a little bit at media. He he talked up Deuce. He was uh, crazy about his teammates. I'm loving the vibes that I'm getting from Jax, and I think he's going to get into the end zone. It's going to get it's going to get crazy. For the rock star mentality that Jax has. He was very composed and even keeled during his media availability, which surprised me a little bit. I wanted to see a little bit more rogue Seawolf, but hey, you know what? We all have to grow up sometime. So, you know, if that, especially if that's going to get us more Jackson in the media, then I'm all for it. So we'll come back to you, Chef. Chef, give me your uh, big key to, B, key to V for this game. God bless America. If we can hold them like we've been holding every other team, to, I mean, what are we at? Like 1.9 yards a carry. I mean, if we're even like at three yards a carry, dude, we're going to stomp a mud hole in fucking Oklahoma State. We're going to kick the shit out of them. It's not, that's the key to V. If we, if we do that, it's over. It's. I love it. I love it. Uh, Aaron, yeah, what's your key to me? It's pretty simple. The turnover battle. Uh, we have to win it. Um, last week, you know, we were pretty clean, uh, but we have to continue that this week and uh, win the turnover. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Joel, what's your key to V? Yeah, key to V will be uh, old PD Martini picking Oklahoma State. That's the, the kiss of life. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, it's been a while. Uh, shout out to D. Lou from the short side option. It's been a while since there's been a episode of Studs and Duds that have uh, – that's been as fun as or funny to watch as that one. Uh, Pete Martini did not uh, take kindly to the internet. Uh, Callie Mike, uh, he, he's a West Coast guy. You might have to go up and deliver him some flowers. Uh, but what's your key to V? Uh, key to V is stomp on their fucking faces early and expose them for the busters that they are. Take the crowd out of it uh, and just show them who's. I love the energy you're bringing today, Mike. This is this is a all star performance from you. Uh, we'll go to Ace. Ace, what's your key to V? For me, the key to victory is making Spencer Sanders as uncomfortable as possible. Which, fun fact, that's probably Oklahoma State's plan for Will Howard. So both sides are going to be sending a whole lot of pressure towards the quarterback. The difference is K State needs to be the one that gets there more often and much faster. I love it. Chris, Chris, what's your key to be? Yeah, I love uh, the energy that Mike and Chef Andre is bringing. I'm going to go along the same line as them. Uh, just be physical and kick their ass whenever you can. I think the defense needs to set the tone early. I think they will keep playing with that swagger, keep playing with that confidence. It's time to show the world, the world, just how good this defense is. And it's time to ball out on these motherfuckers. 
I love it. Nick, Nick, what's your key to me? Um, I think our secondary is going to contain the passing threat from Spencer Sanders, but if our linebackers and interior linemen and the edge can contain him on the run on his feet, I think we have a really good chance to maybe not shut him out, but be very single digits in the I love it. Joey, Joey, what's your key to be? Mine's going to be to stop the run game because Jalen Warren in that last game averaged 6.8 yards per carry on, on over 200 yards rushing. So I'm going to say if we can stop the run and force Sanders to throw against our DBs, I mean, those guys are playing elite. They're playing out of their minds right now. We've got the sauce boss who's going to be the MVP of the game. I'm going to say to stop the run and force him to throw. All right, now we're going to get our game predictions to anyone who is off stage just listening in. If you want to get your official game prediction in, just send a request up and I will accept you and we can get your score prediction. We're going to start with the good chef, Andre Napier. Give me a score. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm feeling fairly confident in this one. I got us 27-17. I think the 17 streak continues. We hold them out in the second half. I think they get up. A little little dicey in the first. We make adjustments. Third quarter streak gets snapped with us on offense, and we cruise into victory, baby. Love it, love it. Aaron, give me your score. 24-13, uh, low-scoring game, field goal fest. Special teams gets a touchdown, 24-13. Cats get the All right. Hey, I'll take it. I, I want to see a non-offensive touchdown really bad. Joel, what do you got for me? Yeah, so on Twitter I said it might be a 7-3 to three game, so I'm going to stay low. I'm going to go 21-10 cats on. Okay, yep, all right, all right. I'm liking the confidence in the defense so far. Mike, I'm expecting a big win for, from you based on the energy you're bringing, so don't disappoint me. No doubt about it. I'm saying cats 32-20. to 20. Uh, You know, we're going to expose these guys for, you know, the frauds that they are. They they think that they're hot, but I'm sorry. That game on the road last week, that was garbage. I love it. I love it, Mike. Ace, what's your prediction? I'm going to go with 24-17 in favor of the Cats. And I think that because Oklahoma State is allergic to scoring against any other team the second half, unless it's Tulsa, that'll be the score heading into half. Whoa, so back-to-back weeks where Oklahoma State does not have – there's no scores at all. In the second half. So, wait, timeout, timeout. Are you saying that's going to be the halftime? Like, they, like we're going to have 24, so we're not scoring in the second half either? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd go for. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I don't necessarily like that, but that's okay. Um, yeah, uh, We'll go to Chris now. Chris, uh, give me your score prediction. All right. This is where I want to bring the energy here. Um, I think – and here's my hot take. I think – the mob shows up. They're going to only have three points going into the end of the fourth quarter, and we give up a last kind of garbage time touchdown. They'll finish with 10. We will have 31. It'll be 31-10 cats. Whew. All right, Chris. That's a lot better than last week's prediction. Uh, we'll go with Nick. Nick, what do you so got? So going into the fourth quarter, we'll be 21-21. But then special teams, you will arrive, and Phillip Brooks will get a uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. And then our defense will hold him out for the rest of the game. So Cats win 28-21. 
All right, I like it. And then Joey, Joey, what is your score? Prediction? I think it's seventeen thirteen cats. I think we have at least one, probably just one defensive touchdown. Uh, and I think we win on a defensive stop with Okie State turning it over on downs in their last possession. So would love to see that. I uh, love the mob. Whew. I love it. All right. Uh, one last question. This has nothing to do with the game. This is an off-topic question. We used to do these at the top and bottom of the show, but we're just going to end with this one before I award the nightly MVP. Let's see, first official day of fall. So tell me, when it comes to your sweatshirts, are you a hoodie, a crew neck, or a quarter zip guy? We'll go with Chef. I'm crew neck unless I'm feeling very, very, very sketch, and I'll put that hood up and I transform. Okay, all right, Chef. Uh, Aaron, uh, crew neck, quarter zip, or hoodie? Quarter zip, big country club guy. Yeah, you you give off the country club vibes. I love it. Joel, yeah, what so do you I got? I was a hoodie guy, and then I moved to the illustrious Johnson County and had to go get a couple quarters. Yep, it happens to the best of us. Uh, Mike, what about you? Are you a crew neck hoodie or quarter zip guy? Uh, I am a full zip hoodie guy, even though whoa, even though the, full zip, full zip. Uh, even though you know most of the best hoodie designs are no zip. But I'm all about the full zip, and I can't even tell you how many I own. I've got a ton of them. What is it about a full zip hoodie that, like, that I because I've never once been tempted to buy a full zip hoodie? That's like Silicon it's, Valley tech stuff. No, 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 oh, no. That, that is true. That's because Mike's out in Cali, he's Look, in the Bay Area. Good call, Joey. Now, it, it is because it's San Francisco, but it's not because of the Silicon Valley, it's because you cannot leave the house any day of the year without a hoodie because it'll get cold and foggy on your ass and you'll be shivering your ass off. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, whatever I am going with the, you're a woman <laughs> tech bro thing. So, uh, we'll, we'll go to ACE, ACE, uh, quarter zip hoodie, fo- uh, full zip or crew neck. Controversial take windbreaker. I mean, I don't know if it's that controversial, but I mean, for the first day of fall, you know, everyone's talking about their sweatshirt choices, but I mean, you know, that's fine too. We'll go with Chris. Hoodie all the way. All right, Nick, where, what are you? So I'm all three. Um, usually uh, in the morning with my cup of coffee, I'll be like chef and throw on the hood and put the hood up as I sit in my recliner and drink my coffee. But then once it gets... In the middle of the day, I'll maybe throw on the, the crew neck, or if I'm going to Home Depot or something like that, I'll look sophisticated like I'm a working man. Or And then, like, for game days and stuff, I'll typically wear the quarter zip. So I'm all three. Uh, versatile man, I love it. And then Joey, Joey, what are you? I'm with Nick. I'm versatile, man. Like, I'm as we speak, I'm wearing a quarter zip with shorts. But on Saturday for the game, I was wearing an old school, uh, old school crew neck and, you know, when I'm playing a show or something in my band, I'm wearing a hoodie with the jean jacket. So pretty versatile. All right. Well, I like it. That's the way we're going to end it. Tonight's MVP is going to go to the guy who is bringing a ton of the energy. It is going to be Mike. Mike, you're the MVP of the night. So I'm going to give you the final word amongst the boneheads before we call it a night. Oh man. I love it. Thanks a lot for that. This is my first MVP. Um, you know, basically all I got to say is that uh, Oklahoma state, gives a lot of people some fear because of uh, the games that we've had in the past with them. Um, But this year we know that they're busters and we know that our team is totally legit. 
uh, defense, you know, they're killing it. And Will Howard is finally coming to step to the plate is baby Klein. He's going to power through. So let's get a cat's win props to all of you that are going to Stillwater to hang out in that dumpster fire. Uh, let's get a cat's win. Go cats. I love it. Thank you, Mike. And thank you to everyone who joined us. Remember to everyone listening on the podcast feed, you can join us and have your voice heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And again, before you know it, basketball is going to be here and it's either going to be a fun time or it'll be a little bit depressing, but we'll be doing our quick take hot take shows in here on Spotify green room. So we can all talk about either big dubs or big L's all basketball season long during the midweek games. So Download the Spotify Green Room app. Come talk to us. Uh, you know what? Get ready for the game. Get ready for that cat train Saturday morning. Get ready to throw up the mob sign. Uh, Chef, I ha- I hear your mic's off. I'm going to let you do Grant's catchphrase, and then we're going to call I it a night. I actually wanted to hear Aaron's silky voice say it. I, I mean, this is, the f- oh. this is the first time I've heard Aaron. I've, 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 I've been off for a couple weeks, and Aaron sounds like a goddamn guy. All right, I like it. All right, Aaron, give us uh, give us Grant's typical sign off catchphrase, and we're going to call it a night. Yeah, you got to help me out there, Scott. Which which one are we? We're going with the meet me at the cat. Ed. Meet me at the cat. Podcast Network.